Before we get started, please take the time to like, add, and subscribe to our pages on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and iTunes. Also, please leave us a review. We can wander our way over, you know, because this is Wolfram Ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Wink. Wink. How we doing, everybody? It is another wonderful week. It's the Wandering Ways crew. We're talking about Wandering Ways things. We're wandering here. We're wandering there. We're doing all of the things that people do when they wander. It is myself, the Reverend Mark. And with me is uh, he, a guy with a Jeep. He does a lot of stuff with Jeeps. Um, you oftentimes will find him in Yellowstone National Park. Uh, not a ranger there, but we still call him Ranger. Ranger Zach, how are we doing, my man? Oh, fandidly-tastic, as they say. Um, great, man. Uh Hopefully, hopefully I'm in Yellowstone here soon or on the Bighorn River or on the Yellowstone River, just playing in the sand. Who knows? I got that new drone. So like, yeah, hopefully I'm taking that out somewhere cool here in Montana. Yeah, I, I mean, hopefully so. Uh, my phone or my, you know, they say they always joke your FBI agent. Um, he must have heard you talking about drones. Because uh, I get so many ads now for drone stuff. Really? It's wild. Really? Yeah, for drones, for like drone uh, video editing, like software. Like it, I've just been flooded with drone stuff lately. So wow. some some of my FBI agent must have heard and been like, I think he'll like drones. And honestly, I think drones are cool, but I don't have like a plan to buy a drone anytime soon. But, yeah, and you can just use mine. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> we'll just we'll take that we'll take that somewhere cool. No, I I like it. I'm, I've been getting into it. I've been doing some practice flights, and uh, now I'm ready to to put a memory card in it and start hitting record and, and sharing some of the fit footage with the world. Um, it's exciting stuff. Uh, can't do it in the national parks though. Um, I saw you nope. could in Iceland. They allowed it. Just saying. In certain areas of Iceland, there were times where they had the uh, no drone signs. Right. No, and and and, they, and rightfully so because in a lot of those locations there was people, a lot of people. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. I mean, you got to be in the more remote places. But good thing I'm going to Wolf Point, Montana, quite a bit. So there's not much out there. Yeah, there's 15 people, so you'll be fine. <laughs> oh my gosh, did you watch? Because uh, we just got back from Iceland and they filmed uh, in the Secret Life of Walter Mitty in Iceland. Did you uh, watch it yet? I haven't watched it yet. I actually, what I've watched recently is Frozen Planet Two, is what I just watched recently. Um, pretty dope. Highly, highly recommend. Uh, they really attack the old uh, climate change and how like it's really going to screw us over. Um, so that's really and they actually have like a whole episode devoted to like the changes that climate change has. It's the last one in the series. Um, so uh, been that's what I've been binging lately because I love a good nature documentary, and especially if you get the absolute goat of a narrator, David Attenborough, in there. Like, sign me up. I'm probably watching. Fair, fair, fair. Well, because I, 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 you make the comment. Fifteen people there. Uh, the Greenland. He makes the comment. There's only there's only eight people in Greenland. The, the yeah. Like I'm not hard to miss. Yeah, it's a great place to find a thumb. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So no, I... but we're actually, we're not here today to talk Iceland, believe it or not. Yeah, I know, we've been doing a lot. And uh, we thought we'd give everyone a nice little break and we'd continue on with our ABCs of the national parks. Uh, we're moving on to a whole new letter, which is what's super exciting about this one. We're into the D's now, starting off with the first D on the list. It's Death Valley National Park in good old 
California slash Nevada. Hey, right here, man. And I like this. We always that Amber share subpar book, subpar parks right here. The ugliest place I've ever seen. But ugly got its beauty. Yeah, right. It's like when uh, things are so bad, they're actually great. (laughs) And and I, I think that's true about this park. You know, you see the pictures, you see the desert, you know the desert. We've been in the desert. You've understood it. And just to, to understand that that ugliness, I get it. But I get it's like the Badlands in that sense. Yeah, they're ugly, but it's cool, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so no, that's my uh, combat right there. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I haven't been. I really want to. Um, I tried making it work. When I did, uh, right before I met up with you to do the 12 parks and all that, um, I wanted to see if I could swing Death Valley. I also was supposed to go to Sequoia, but um, due to like the road conditions and uh, my car at the time having the worst tires ever, I didn't even go to Sequoia. Um, and then Death Valley would have taken me on a, like a totally different path. So I, then I wouldn't have gotten Joshua tree. And so getting in Joshua tree was kind of, uh, was kind of nice. So it was still worth it anyway, but you can do Sequoia and uh, Death Valley kind of in the same trip. Cause they're so close. So I think if I, uh, if I go down to one of them, I'll make sure to get the other. Yeah, and then hit Kings Canyon while you're at it and fucking call it a banger of a trip. Kings Canyon is basically Sequoia. Hey, they they call them, it's like, hey, wouldn't you call Grand Tetons basically Yellowstone? No. (laughs) They're too different. I feel you. I feel you. No, um, Reading here, it was established in 1994, so it's 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 a newer park. It was the 53rd national park. Um, 53rd, and I think was there's like 12 in California or nine in California. Uh, let's see. There's Lassen Redwoods, uh, those canyon pinnacle things out um by Monterey Bay area. There's Channel Islands, there's Yosemite, Sequoia Kings, Death Valley, Joshua Tree. Um, and then I think there's one other. Um, Death Valley. No, I, I got Death Valley. There's one, uh, there's one down, there's another one down in like SoCal. So I think there's 10. I, in... I Googled it. There's nine. You had them. Oh, there's nine. Okay. I have them all. Never mind. <laughs> thank you google you you know you know (laughs) yeah this is one of the nine of them uh actually fun fact about death valley is the largest national park in the lower 48 at 3.4 million acres so uh big old park wow that's i that's something because you you think of yellowstone and and the way they set what is a million acres i believe yellowstone is or just about and how they set that aside and you think that's large but wow i didn't know this is the largest one that blew my mind i know you think of like a yellowstone or a glacier and how big those two parks are right. uh, and then to find out that that's not even the um the largest is is kind of mind-boggling um that is it's got to be hard to see it all well and i was reading uh because of the tribal history here it said before it was given the name death the four bonding name it was home to the Timbasha Shoshone, and they considered it quite the opposite of Death Valley. They called the area Tupapipua, meaning homeland. Just like anyone else, their traditional language. Homeland, my house, or the people. Uh, yeah. And believed they were living in a magical valley of abundance, where they flourished over a thousand years in 2007,500 acres of ancestral homeland in death Valley were returned to the tribe and many descendants of the original inhabitants still live there today. And that's why it's interesting because they gave, they even gave some land back to the, the people. Well, what a, what a, what a guy, how nice of them to, uh, to do that. Um, you know, that's always a plus. Uh, what's interesting about this one is it's the like lowest point in the lower 48. Um, 
I believe, it is. Uh, at 282 feet below sea level. It says um, in here. It says North America. So I think even even more the fact of North America. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it is. I think that's that's correct. And um, it's also known as the hottest place on Earth. But I think the Middle East is starting to beat it with the with climate change. Highest highest temperature ever recorded is in Death Valley. Uh, there's actually kind of an interesting little story uh, behind it. So I'm going to just read it off for uh, everybody. But the highest recorded temperature in the world was recorded in Death Valley's Furnace Creek at 134 Fahrenheit in July of 1913. Almost For almost 100 years, a false recording made in Libya overshadowed Furnace Creek's claim to fame. In 2002, however, the record went back to Death Valley after it was concluded that the Libyan recording was made in error. So they've been uh, trying to beat that record everywhere, and they uh, they have to lie. Yeah, but I, I mean, if you look at the traditional temperatures in the Middle East right now and how climate change is affecting it, I, I think it'll be beaten here in the next five, ten years. Well, you know, that that's an interesting point to bring up because climate change is definitely going to affect it, but it's probably also going to affect Death Valley. That's true. So it's, you know, it's going to, Death Valley could be getting hotter as well. And maybe it's just going to sit tick and tick. Although you never know, there could be a heat wave in the Middle East that absolutely destroys lots of stuff. And there could be a heat wave hitting that uh, California, Nevada area there. Um, I mean, it is the driest place in the U.S. Um, so I got actually on that question. Because you talk driest, driest desert in the U.S. Do you know what desert that is? The Gobi. The Mojave Desert. Oh, and that's in, what, the Mojave. In, in the fifth grade, the fifth grade, we had a geography bee. I was in the finals. It was me and this kid. We're going question to question, head to toe. That was the final, that was the final answer. I got it wrong because I said Death Valley. I was like, I don't oh. know the name of the desert. The kid did. He's like, the only reason I knew is because I lived there. And I was like, damn it. Yeah, well, I mean, I was totally up wrong because the Gobi's in uh, Asia. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you were off. Yeah, but that's fine. That's fine. You at but, least yeah, at yeah. Least you named a desert. You could have said Southern Ocean and been way off. Um, right, right, right. <laughs> uh, that could that could have been. Uh, but they talk with it being the driest place. It's always you see like they get the like once in a blue moon or every now and then they get that super bloom where Dude, you I get like just... the flowers. You just read my mind. I yeah, it's a, you know that's why we do a podcast together. Because <laughs> I read here in the book because they're like, you know, being hot and cold, you wouldn't think, but they have wildflowers. I was gonna say, Mark, you love wildflowers. Death Valley, they say the best time to go is February through April. Yeah, um, I've seen pictures of the wildflowers there, like during the super bloom. And it's really, really cool because it's not like there's a lot, but, you know, it contrasts what's already there uh, really well. So right. it adds a whole element that's really nice. Did, didn't they, were, I know Utah was having a super bloom. Was this part of that? This I don't know. Season? I know Arizona's having a super bloom right now, too. Right. Because the all the rain. It was all the rain. Yeah. So, you know, they, they they could be. As we've learned, you got to be careful with these super blooms because what happens is the hot sun dries them out and the wildfires either that later that summer or in the next year. Yeah. And we're seeing Canada right now. Yeah, poor Canada. Canada's just getting absolutely shellacked um, with the uh, wildfires right now. Although, you know, there was just a wildfire... I think it's contained, but um, there was a wildfire just south of me here in Northern California, uh, Siskiyou's County, which is pretty darn close to where I'm at since I'm near the Siskiyou's Mountains. Um, so, you know, I, fire, it, it's been weird, though, because like at least down here, the weather it has been more spring like right. um, everyone's been telling me it's been like raining thunderstorms with just rain and then like it's hitting a high of 80 
Um, it's supposed to stay in the 80s next week here with a high of 93 one day, but still for end of June, it's pretty cold here. It's like shifted that month. We were talking about that, just how it feels like. Yeah, that and I've heard that they think it's like the true El Nino finally has hit. They've been saying it's going to be an El Nino year, El Nino year, and it never like it's lived up to El Nino. And then like they're like, okay, El Nino's finally year. That makes sense too. Yeah, no, it makes sense because they've talked about that. Um, going back to Death Valley and how it's got its name, right? Um, it was gi- given its name by a group of pioneers who got lost there in 1849. Only one member of the group died, but because of the conditions, none of them thought they'd make it out alive. They were eventually rescued, and as they climbed out of the valley, one of the men supposedly looked back and said, Goodbye, Death Valley. The name stuck, and the hottest, driest, and lowest national park in the United States is now known as Death Valley. Um, I'm, I'm down for a name change. You want a name change? Yeah. I don't know about you. I mean, I I mean, I could I could go for a name change. Um, you know, Death Valley could with it being so hot there, you know, it's got kind of a great name for that because it's like you go in, you're gonna die because it's so freaking hot. So I do I get that standpoint, but you know, I'm also not against the name change. It's just like simple. It's like yeah. Like, there's no true, I guess, I guess, I mean, some people do call it that, but I'm sure there's like, what did the tribal people call it before that? Is that like, does it have like a hot scorching name and sound cool? Look good on a t-shirt? No. (laughs) Yeah, that's ultimately what we need is as long as it looks good on a t-shirt, let we can keep that name, whatever name. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So. Oh, good times. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> exactly oh uh, we mentioned it's like the driest um out there uh it does still get rain typically gets about 2.2 inches of rain a year which is kind of impressive because um because right? i mean that's not a lot of rain well that's where so that's but that's where they talk about they have the 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 bleached landscape right it gives it that like the cracked look of the water look right and then the 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 stones the sliding stones the gliding stones out in the desert that oh move. yes yeah so uh, do you know how they move they don't know ah this is not true they do know i will read you the uh the fact explaining it okay. uh for years, the source of their movement has gone uns- has gone unsolved. But in 2014, researchers discovered a rare combination of events that move the rocks. When the playa floods and cold winter nights freeze the water into a thin layer of ice that then break into large floating panels as night turns into day, wind drives the rock across or forward across the slippery surface which leaves trails in the soft mud below. Although scientists have discovered the secret of the moving rock, the fascination remains the same. Oh, that's essentially what they're theorizing here. So it makes sense that they've probably proven it now. Yeah, they probably have enough proof to really, but it makes sense, you know, that it's a ice thing. I mean, we, we, uh, when we listened to that ranger in Canyonlands talk about how, the canyons are all formed. You know, ice is a big player in it. Water. Um, so Eat for that. it to be a big player in some moving uh, rocks makes sense to me. That's cool, though. I mean, I makes me want to go check it out. I, I knew about it. It's kind of it makes me interesting that you'd have things like the sailing stones, the highest, you know, temperature drop on Earth and not be a national park till 1994, though. Right. That uh, that surprises me as well, that it took that long with it having so much uh, to do uh, that's been going on there. Um, And then being a and then being a national like the largest in land. Yeah. 
Because it's like, how do you like that? That's just to me like that. Like you look at it nowadays, it's all like, where are you going to find that land? And car, I guess you're going to take it away from like state parks and federal. You take it away from other, I guess, agencies. But there's not necessarily, um, like you can't just take it from the people. Like you can't just be like, Mark, I'm going to take your farm. It's now a national park. Yeah, you know, it'd be interesting to see kind of the battles that they've probably had, um, you know, with people owning um, certain areas. But, you know, that it can't be much like farmland because a lot of it's so dry. It's not great soil. Right. So, you know, I would be interested to see. It was probably a fight between Nevada and California or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah probably just like, yeah, that like BLM land or something that they're like, well... They don't have the funds to take care of it. Let's put it in a national park or because yeah. they the touristy stuff and we can't, you know, build the facilities necessary for it. You know, interesting. I mean, it'd be, it'd be interesting to ask a ranger or something if they knew that. Uh, and if you are a ranger and know that, or if you're a fan and know it, please email us at wanderingwayspodcast at gmail.com. W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. And we'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you have any stories about Death Valley that you'd like to share. Yeah, 100%. There are probably some real cool ones out there. Um, you know, they do, I know in Death Valley, they do this like big ultra marathon kind of running race um where you go from like really low to really high in altitude but they say you know because it gets so hot there if you're like running on the street or on the street your the soles of your shoes will melt to the pavement i've you know i've dealt with that before not where like it gets uh like that hot you know where my soles are actually melting but where like you get sticky to the ground yeah when we were in Phoenix, it was hot like that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was stupid hot. Those hundred and fourteen degree days in in Oregon. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you know, it it really does. You start to get that kind of like sticky feel, and you feel like you got a piece of gum on your shoe or something. You're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> well, and then if you're like running or something, like because I remember New Mexico and stuff. Like sometimes you'd be running on like the playground on a hot day, and you like jump and like like slam on your brakes i guess is the best way to say it and that rubber would really like move and you'd skid like you fuck up your shoes kind of good yeah yeah for sure i mean you know i i definitely feel like this is not a place you visit in the middle of the day um at least in the summer right and that's when they recommend uh reading there they said the fall time uh for the moderate temperatures the fall through uh the the spring is the best time and you know looking at that super bloom might as well head for like march april um yeah especially with the way the winters kind of seem that everything seems to have shifted i would say maybe that march april down there you probably get uh decent wildflowers and they talk about they have a good good chunk of them yeah the thing i saw it said february is the best time because the temperature high is like 72 and the low is like 46 it, i think it said there was you know some rain it's not a lot so if you're looking for that comfy it seems like february march april is probably your best bet best bet you what's also wild and this is <laughs> this is also probably due to it um looking at the the park here the map right here in my little book uh the secrets of the national parks you're really close to nellis air force base and the nevada test site and you're close to the china lake naval weapons center uh in california there on the california side oh so i wonder if that i had... bet you that had a um play into why the national it took so long to become a national park. Very much so. And I also wonder if it has any play on the environment there ever. Oh, probably. Especially the Nevada it's, test being so close. Yeah, probably. And then, I mean, because you're in Nevada, I mean, there's probably aliens because of Area 51. So, there. you know, that's that's definitely a thing. 
Well, and then, like you said, it's close to the big trees. So yeah. you, got, you got to throw in the fact that they're pro- either there's something going on with the big trees there. They're, the aliens are harvesting them for their, their projects. <laughs> you don't know. We don't know. That that's true. We 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 do not know. You need an LED lights for your vehicle? Look no further than our friends at Oxteo, keeping our vehicles well lit while on the road while looking for Bigfoot. Make sure to use code RUGARU R U G A R U on your next set of LED lights. Hey hey there, Reverend. Um, I heard that you might be running dry on your sticker supplier. Yeah, I've been looking around and I've kind of like run out of cool stickers to buy and put on water bottles and stuff. Well, I, I mean, have you seen the stuff Josh has been coming out with lately? No, I have not. Well, he is doing some really cool stuff with the Shop LS574. Yes, they're working with indigenous communities and making some really cool stickers. Um, he has a really cool buffalo mountain sticker there's even water bottles hats sweatshirts the whole swag and we even got a discount code for you guys yes if you use wandering ways at shop ls574 you're going to be getting a discount on your next purchase but not only that you're going to be giving a percentage of that sale to the little shell tribe as well as they donate a dollar of every sale to murdered and missing indigenous women so just such a cool thing going on there. You know, you use the code WANDERINGWAYS, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S, and you put that in there, boom, you're getting a discount. The Wild West is full of dangers, from snakes to bears. The outdoorsman must be prepared. That is why when you experience rivers like the San Juan or the Yellowstone, you must bring a blue ribbon net. Handcrafted and biodegradable, these classic wooden fishing nets are all you need while on the river. Make sure to use code RUGARU10 when checking out at Blue Ribbon Nets. Again, the code is RUGARU10. R-U-G-A-R-U-1-0. Uh, Death Valley, it's got a lot of cool stuff. I mean, I haven't been. I'm just assuming because all the national parks got some cool shit in it. Uh, but speaking of cool shit, it's time. It's been a hot minute. Since we've done a cool shit in nature. So, uh, we're bringing it back this week. Cool shit in nature. This one, really inspired by the wildflower talk. Uh, this first one here. Um, just absolutely a bunch of tulips, pretty flowers, colors everywhere. You know, you really, it's hard to say uh, no to the what you see here. That is nice. I like art. Like yeah. Front flower gardens like that if you ever go to the tulip festival in oregon there just the way they just plant the fields make them look certain ways certain colors you can do a lot with like flowers and then just even like wildflowers too just yeah you you really can this is in japan so um but still very pretty uh flowers are they really add a good color to the world uh next one had to uh, you know, it's going off right now. The volcano in good old uh, uh, Hawaii volcanoes. We were there two years ago. Wish I would have done it then. Um, but nope, it's blowing right now. It's pretty safe. It's not harming anyone. Uh, but this video is of a cone spewing out some magma. Yeah, dude, that's baller. Yeah, so it'd be super, super super cool uh you know i mentioned earlier i was watching that frozen planet too um one of the episodes they really dive into good old antarctica and uh turns out a lot of active volcanoes on uh good old antarctica in fact there's one of them that has a little uh lava lava lake um that's just kind of chilling in there so um you never would have guessed I, and that makes me curious about Greenland when you see that like Greenland's under a whole like glacier too, right? When you look at like some of those like ice cap mountainy volcanic regions that what what is there, you know, what is the the possibilities, what is going on? Yeah, well, I think everyone thinks it's aliens that are hidden under uh, Iceland or not Iceland, but Antarctica. 
Yeah, um, for sure. Actually, there was a lot about Antarctica I had no idea about until I watched um, that frozen planet. Like, there's a full-on desert in, like, desert with sand, not desert with, like, snow that you could count, kind of classify. Like, full-on lifeless desert where there was, like, uh, they showed a like a mummified seal that just somehow showed up in there, uh, which was really trippy um, to see. Cause you think of, you think of Iceland and you think of just ice or not Iceland, Antarctica, sorry. And you think of, it's just a big old ice rock uh, down there, but uh, there's actually quite a bit. I mean, there's critters that live way deep in there too. Yeah, no, it's wild. It's it's a whole, you know, and it makes you think like those certain places like that, you know, even though climate change is happening, you know, and how the earth resets itself in its own ways throughout history, you know, we can tell through the rock and whatnot, how different places are, you know, deserts or this over time, right? That like one day in reality, you know, we probably won't be able to comprehend this, but like Antarctica, Greenland, the North Pole, some of those more hard to reach places are going to become live livable habitable while some places like miami new york la places where millions of people live tokyo might potentially be deserts and abandoned and you know it's it's crazy and like we look at like the pyramids and we look at places like that like where there are stuff hidden in the desert scene like well like things change over time yeah yeah Yeah. they uh they definitely um definitely will change who knows maybe even death valley will change um you know it very well could get hotter not hotter um could get wetter could get drier we don't know only time will tell um but an interesting fact about good old death valley is it's roughly because it's the lowest point in north america and it is um only or in the u.s it's only like 76 miles from the highest point in the lower 48 mount whitney right um, which kind so, of makes sense uh i mean i don't know i don't think like, there's a lot of deep points near like mount everest but it, there's canyons right and it's to me it's the plates right it's the tectonic plates right that you would have such that lift, those Sierra Nevadas, the way they lift off and they create that, those deserts and those holes. Cause it's take, you know what I mean? Like when you look at the plates themselves and how they form that, like I'm not shocked, I guess, but I could see how some are. Yeah. I mean, I'm not shocked either. I mean, that's just, it just happens to be that close to each other. Um, You know, Death Valley is probably an ancient ocean in reality and the plates hit and that's what caused the mountain range um right there and it you know death valley just used to be an old ocean kind of beach type deal um but you know it's still kind of cool that you know it's what 282 feet below is the lowest point and then the elevation of mount whitney is 14,505 feet so that's uh it's an awfully big jump of almost 15,000 feet within a hundred miles. Well, and then even just having that, like just the, how many places on earth you're that far, you know, like I look at like the Beartooth mountains here that sit about, you know, 11,000, 10,000, 11,000 feet up. And you're, you're looking at them at, at like Billings here. I'm at 3000 feet, but when I'm at Red Lodge, I'm 5,000, 6,000 feet up, you know, you start getting up closer. You're looking at that at, you know, 6,000 feet really is how, how high those seem to be. You know, like when we're in Iceland, those mountains and stuff, like how, how tall are they? Cause you're standing at sea level. You're like, wow. But like when you're talking 14,000 feet from top to bottom. Yeah. Right. Um, that's, it'd be pretty amazing to see. Um, I bet on a clear day, you can see it. So <laughs> you hope, um, you know, I think Death Valley, they get a lot of uh, fame for the old moving rock mystery. But uh, this is a new fact I didn't know about it, um, about good old Death Valley, is there's a part of the park where if you listen closely, the sand will sing to you. 
What? So all those sand dunes are the are only a small portion of Death Valley. The shadowed ripples and stark, graceful curves are some of the most memorable sights in the park. Uh, while mystique flat sand dunes are the easiest to visit and the only location where sandboarding is allowed, the Eureka sand dunes are much taller, rising over 680 feet at the top of the sand dunes. You can experience one of the strangest phenomena of the desert, singing sand. When the sand slides down the steep faces of the high dunes, a sound like the bass note of a pipe organ or the distant drone of an airplane can be heard. The reason for this occurrence is unknown, but it is most likely caused by the friction between sand grains. There are a few other places on Earth where the beautiful songs of nature call so loudly to the visitors. Wow. That, that in itself makes it worth going see that's what i mean like that one of those phenomenons is that is that caused by the air force base nearby i i don't think that's the that's the case but right. no i you know with it being just such a huge mystery i think death valley is probably really worth going to visit because it's got the mysterious moving rocks it's got singing sand it's dry as hell like honestly you know, it's just such an odd place. You, you see why it's a national park. Um, but it makes it worth, I think, visiting. Right. No, this is definitely one that's starting to creep up the list of like, hey, get out and go to California and hit these areas. Because uh, even looking at the mammals, you know, we always, is there a bear? I'm not seeing a bear on their animals Ooh. list here. But I am seeing coyotes, fox, badger, skunks, ringtail. Mountain lion, bobcat, burrows, which are invasive, uh, horse, mule deer, and bighorn sheep in the area, and then as well as like your rodents and bats and stuff. And then they, they I do see reptiles. They have some reptiles and tortoises as well. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Another. There's thing. road runners uh, in that park, um, which. Yeah. You ever see a Roadrunner before? No, I have not seen a Roadrunner except for the one that Wiley Coyote always chases. <laughs> right. Well, we uh, in New Mexico, I believe it's our state bird down there. When I when I grew up down there, they were all over. Man, they're cool as hell because it's like, why not fly? Yeah. Right. Like they just they're cool. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that for sure. Um. Moving on to another fun fact about good old Devil's Tower. Uh, it is home to the Devil's Golf Course. Interesting fact about it, though, it is not meant for golfing. Devil's Golf Course, which got its name because only the devil could play golf on it, surface is a colorful landscape worn by wind and rain into beautifully jagged spires. If you listen carefully, you can hear the tiny pops of billions of tiny salt crystal crystals expanding and contracting in the heat. The sculpted salt formations form a rugged terrain that is simultaneously delicate yet dramatic. Make sure to bring your camera along to capture the land's beauty beauty form through hundreds of years of natural processes. I, I'm reading here, you can hike out as far as you wish most of the ridges will support your weight though going is clumsy a bit like walking across crunchy broken glass sounds like i bet experience. yeah yeah i bet it's pretty trippy to walk on it for sure um with a certain area you're gonna definitely want to stick and you want to like poke certain areas to like see is that going to be good okay cool let's go there another <laughs> Okay, yep, yeah, okay, well, let's keep going there. <laughs> right, no, exactly. Either that oh. or just have Matt Buddy uh, trumping through. Just Matt Buddy, you lead. Yeah, he tell us where we're going. Yeah. He'd do it, he'd, do it. he'd lead the way. Oh, um, yeah, and he'd do it with a smile. Well, and then just looking at the, like, the when you look at pictures of Death Valley, the, the scenery, the, the cool colors in the desert rock, the different formations, the shapes, the the just the, the the whole aspect of it makes it makes me want like i'm looking at it i'm looking at this park in a way that i'd want to at least give it a day or two 
to fully get myself in there and make sure I experience it. You know, if you're doing it in like a road trip or a cluster trip to where I'm not wasting like time, you know, you're not wasting time, uh, not wasting time, but you're not, I feel like people will stop in at national parks and they stop in for a second and then they bounce. Yeah. I don't think you can do that with this park. Um, one, because it's so big, um, you know, I think you actually have to devote some time uh, if you're only making one trip. If you're able to make multiple trips, you know, you can spread it out in that kind of a way. But, you know, who knows? Three days may not be enough because, I mean, if you really think about it, like think of like a glacier, um, you know, three days in glacier. That's tough to get glacier in three days. Yellowstone you can do, but you don't really do it in uh, like a day so like the bigger parks you know you you need to devote time and so i'm sure this is on par with it um taking more time to really enjoy it well yeah because like even here i'm reading scotty's castle scotty's castle is a hardly is hardly a secret on the ornate villa uh the ornate villa is the park's most popular attraction but there's an alternative tour of the castle that's worth sticking around for after the main tour. The hour-long underground tour literally plums the subterranean world beneath the home, whose owner, Albert Johnson, was a civil engineer with a perchant for technology. The tour starts in a basement and proceeds through the system of tunnels. You see such innovations for the period, 1930s and 1940s, as a hollow... In as hollow insulation tiles, massive nickel-iron batteries for storing electricity generated by a Peloton wheel, and outside a solar water heater. So, it was a really cool castle to check out this park, too. Yeah, uh, I think there's just a lot of cool stuff, because, I mean, yeah, there's the castle, there's the singing sand, there's the moving rocks. I mean, there's even these uh, these things, what are they called? Charcoal kilns k-i-l-n-s um you know and these these were built by people in 1877 so to read off the fact for everyone here the odd bee-like hive structures of the wild rose charcoal kilns stand 25 feet tall and preserve the history of death valley in their walls Built in 1877 by American Indian, Hispanic, and Chinese workers, the kilns provided a source of fuel suitable for use in two smelters at nearby lead, lead silver mines until the 1900s. They're more remote than the park's most popular sites, but are one of the best preserved and unique attractions. Um, so, I mean, to be honest, I think this thing is just I think this park is just filled with a lot of these odd, like really cool, mysterious things, right. which that's going to play into because I don't think they're on the main strip either. So you're going to have to really devote time to Death Valley to get in there. Right. There looks like there is the one uh, death the main strip, like you're saying, which they call that broad, that bad water road, which is that I think that goes through that lowest point because you can hit things like your the devil's golf course bad water the artist palette day the artist drive the red cathedral uh the golden canyon interpretive trail the furnace creek visitor center but to get to some of these other places like the crater um the salt creek interpretive trail like you're saying you're gonna have to drive and get to these spots and 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 rightfully so because i mean this is a big park and i'm sure that back country is probably good. You know, when you're I'm, like, I'm willing to bet it's very good. Although, you know, a back country or just visiting this park is going to take some logistics because if you're going in a June, a July, an August, a September, um, you know, it's going to be hot as hell. Uh, so, that's where you know, I think you go to the mountains, the the snow capped mountains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's 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 kind of it's tough because when you have time to go and do these, or at least myself, that's when it's super hot, and I don't want to be in the back country, um, in one of the driest places in North America, uh, on a hot day, and not be able to get like water. 
No, you got to go. I would say go in like a March if you're getting it. Yeah, you know. like a March, uh, maybe April, you'll be okay. Um, right. But 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 then and up in the mountains, maybe I think come summertime in the mountain aspect of the park. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, also maybe if you plan it right, you hit an evening or an early morning in this park. And then because it is so close to Sequoia and Kings Canyon, middle of the day maybe you pop over there check out scope all that and then drive in catch the evening uh death valley stuff where it's cooler and then you stay a little bit longer because death valley is a dark sky so you know you can see some i bet the stars are amazing there oh i i mean they're amazing anywhere you can get a dark sky really that's that's this is true because it's anytime you get the stars. That's the original television right there. The original television. I mean, you're not wrong. It right? is. Yeah. Like we'd look at them. We'd study them. We'd understand them. We'd, we'd, we'd learn from them. We'd, we'd have seasons and celebrations around them. Yeah. No, I mean, I love me some stars. Uh, you know, bummer we didn't get to see any in Iceland, but that was kind of understandable. A lot of clouds. Yeah, a lot of clouds. Also, not a lot of dark, at least exactly. when we were there. Exactly. So, I get why. The sun just went like this. That's all I tell yeah. you. The sun just went like this. Yeah, I know. That's one of the facts. People are always like, oh, really? I go, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're far enough. You're far enough north. It really makes sense. They go, yeah, I guess that does kind of, huh? Tunnels are one lane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, definitely an interesting one too. Uh, you know, another thing, if you're a movie fan out there, uh, if you're a Star Wars fan out there, um, you may have seen some of Death Valley in the movie for Tatooine, the artist drive. That's a big Tatooine uh, kind of uh, part of the uh, park. So. You know, if you're a Star Wars fan, that's one you got to go check out. Well, shit, man. Sign me up. I'm a Star Wars fan. Actually, that's the original Star Wars, too. The New well, Hope, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's where Luke's from, is basically Death Valley. But the, the Star Wars. Essentially, one. yeah. Makes I, some I, sense. Actually, the town, the house that they use is in like, a, I want to say it's like a Middle Eastern desert somewhere over there. And uh, you can actually go to the cafe. Like they turned it into like, I want to say it's like a restaurant. You can go and eat there. Oh, nice. Yeah. But definitely Star Wars has a big impact. I like that they did go into like some of these parks. I, I don't know if they went, was it? And they might've been Kings Canyon where they, they filmed some of it too. Um, and Fern Canyon, you said too. Well, up in the Redwoods, they did for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, that's where, that's where the Ewoks are. Um, right. from star wars are um are the redwoods so you know people like, like to go to places where movies are filmed and there's a reason why movies are filmed in certain places so exactly you know death valley's got its it's got its beauty and it makes sense too because that was before it was a national park oh yeah it was wasn't it and maybe that's why they're able to yeah that's actually fascinating as well it really is that to me when you look at this park and you look at look at like the facts i think that it kind of blows my mind because of what you've heard about death valley and what you see about death valley is the fact that it's like new yeah that one it's just it's kind of an interesting place you know i think it's definitely crawled up the list in places i want to go uh that's the issue with doing these abc's though is everyone Every park we talk about seems to jump up the list a little bit. Right. Um, so, you know, to be honest, I don't know where my list stands anymore right now. Um, but uh, with that, I do actually have to be that guy. We're getting to the end. So that means it's time for our final words and leading us off. Final words, my guy. Well, you know, guys, again, like we just were talking about creeping up the list. Look at your list, write them down, make a top five, a top 10 places you want to go, parks you want to see, things you want to do. You know, we keep crossing them off our lists. Um, 
hopefully, hopefully, hopefully going to go to another uh, international trip this year or within the, within 365 days, uh, which would be another bucket list place to go to. Uh, so hopefully that can come. Um, looking at all these places, if, if you want to do it, go see it. If you want to see it, go do it, you know, go do it all, uh, go see it all. We have very little time on this earth. Uh, go see the places with the people you care about, go see the places that you want to see with the people you care about, you know, cause it, it is that it's really cool. It's really cool to see and go explore these places, um, and then learn from them, learn the different cultures and see the hottest place on earth. Why not? Um, something to do, check it off the list. That's all. Exactly. Uh, Reverends, final words of wisdom. Stay beautiful, everybody. Cannot tell you how much I appreciate every single one of you for sticking it out throughout the whole episode. Um, you know, I've got the travel bug. Went to Iceland. It reminded me how much I love travel. It reminded me how much I love international travel. So you just kind of got to get out there. You got to do it. Explore. Be lost, be dumb, be confused, go out there, be vulnerable while you travel, because that's what makes it ultimately a lot more fun. Uh, you can see all of those wonderful places when you do that. Uh, you know, we'll continue to do these ABCs as well. You know, we've hit the D's with Death Valley, so we've only scratched the surface uh, with our, our letters. We're not even halfway through the alphabet, so plenty more to come. Um, but with that being said, Peace out, everybody. Bye.